Welcome to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The podcast that you're about to listen to is the lightly edited audio from a video for the Daily Summation that I put on YouTube and Rumble on the Kurt's Religion and Politics channels. If you want to check them out, you can do that there. But if you want to just go ahead and listen to the audio, which as I say, I've edited to take out a bunch of the annoying pauses and so forth, you can listen to it here. Thanks for tuning in and now on with the podcast. Good morning and welcome to, de- to today's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm Kurt. I am your host this morning as usual. Uh, today is the 29th of October 2020 and it is a Thursday. We're coming up on the end of the week. I just wanted to let you know that I'm doing things in a slightly different way than I normally would this morning. I have l- written my blog entry but I have not yet posted that blog entry. Uh, that's fine. The ideas that there are sort of fresh in my mind, and I have a variety of reasons for why I'm doing things as I'm doing today. Uh, that being said, I wanted to discuss the idea of voter fraud. And I wanted to talk about three main things. What voter fraud is, what voter fraud isn't, and how serious it is. And we're going to start with what voter fraud is, right? Because that's really the more important thing here, what voter fraud is. So what are some examples of ways in which voter fraud occurs? Uh, One example of the way in which voter fraud occurs is people are essentially paid to vote in a particular way. This is voter fraud. It's voter fraud because whether or not those people care for whom they are voting, they are being swayed to vote in a particular way by people having the largesse to make that happen, right? This is voter fraud. You can agree, you cannot, it is. Stuffing ballot boxes, finding finding votes, this is voter fraud. Uh, because in almost all instances, if those ballots were properly looked at, um, they, you know, they would be found to be fraudulent in nature. In almost every case, oh, I found it in the trunk of my car uh, two days or three days after the election. Sorry, that's fraudulent if on, on no other basis than that they were found after the election. And you can argue that people were disenfranchised as a result. But the thing is, you were going to disenfranchise them essentially one way or another, right? Those individuals, either they were going to end up stuck in the trunk of, of a car in terms of their votes, or they were going to be... Uh, they were going to be fraudulently counted in the election and need to be removed that way. Um, another way is uh, I'm trying to think of the various things that I discussed. There was one that I came up with uh, just a second ago, but I can't think what it was now naturally. Uh, but but there are any number of other ways that that this that fraud can happen. Okay, and some of those ways are almost all of those ways are sort of direct. Okay, so one example is people who who have who don't have the right to vote. I know that in some places if you're a felon, uh, you don't have a right to vote. I know that if you're under a certain age, almost everywhere you don't have that right. And yet, you uh, if you're illegal, if you're in the country and, and you're being in the country is not a legal thing, you don't have the right to vote. If you're a foreign national in the United States, 
who has not been naturalized to American citizenship. You don't have the right to vote. Such people should not be voting, and there are almost certainly such people who are. And that's a problem. This is a problem, right? It's, it's, it's literally voter fraud when this occurs. Okay. It's also true for people who um, are not mentally able to comprehend the results of the process that they're going through. So if a person has dementia, if a person is, is mentally not at a level of adulthood, essentially, right? So my son may never be able to vote. He may be able to. He may not only be able to, but he may be able to understand all of the concepts and so forth that are involved, and he may come to the point where he can. But at this point in his life, at eight years of age, he's, he's I've told people, he's probably, quote, younger in many regards than their five-year-olds. And so for him, he may never get to the point where he is of the age at which it's reasonable for him to vote. Okay? Uh, so that's another instance where, like it or not, a given individual may not possess the mental acuity to actually vote. And it's not just people with dementia, right? There are other people who, for whatever reason, whether for a period or or, or not, uh, as a result of accidents or whatever, are not sufficiently mentally able to make that decision and have others essentially proxy voting for them. Uh, people who are deceased, I might have already mentioned. If I haven't, they're another group of people that, you know, you kind of think probably shouldn't be voting, right? That doesn't take a lot of, of sense. That doesn't take a, a great amount of genius to figure out. You're not, you're not wanting deceased people to vote. Uh, there are instances in with situations like mail-in voting and the like where uh, people, where there are uh, ballots being ca being mailed to people who no longer live in given at given residences and it's distinctly possible that other people may cast those ballots in a given direction even though the person is no longer a resident of that area and is potentially voting somewhere else and that's another way that voter fraud voter fraud can happen by the way is a person voting at one po polling location one t at one time and another polling location another time and it not getting caught that they've done so a person voting with illegal identification such that it's not actually the person who's who's voting who's who's uh, who who is they're not who they represent themselves to be we'll put it like that right uh, so that individual that individual also is a problem in very small elections obviously that sort of thing doesn't really happen because typically because there's either one polling place or very limited numbers of polling places in very few days in which the election occurs so it's possible that the same person could come to a, a polling place multiple times and they can check the records and they may or may not find that individual when they do so now in, in well created systems they should okay <clears throat> the point of all of this is there are a variety of ways in which voter fraud may occur. And here's the thing you need to understand. If 10% of the total population of the United States were to vote in, say, for example, a presidential election, if that uh, election were decided by, uh, let's say, 20,000 people, 10,000 people, 5,000 people, okay, if that election were decided by that number of people, you think, well, that's a pretty big part of the population. No, it's actually not. 10% of the U.S. population would be 33 
million people, 33 million with an M, right? <laughs> Not billion, but million. That having been said, if you get half the population voting, you've got what, over over 150 million people. Now, I don't think we typically get to that place. I'm not sure. I would have to check the statistics. But the point is, even if it's only 10 percent, it's 33 million people. And if you say that the election was decided by 10, 20 or even 50,000 people, that's a comparative drop in the bucket to the number of people who are actually casting their ballots in a given voting session. Right. So the idea that the numbers have to be large for voter fraud to be effective is fallacious. It is incorrect. It, they don't have to be large. Now, there are other ways that are sort of more systemic ways that people are trying to throw the vote. And people don't like folks saying this, but it's true. So a perfect example of this is the perversion of Electoral College. The point of Electoral College was to make it so that an elector was given for each candidate in a presidential election in the United States. The elector represented a region, an electorate, okay? And that person representing that electorate was designed to say, this group of people is voting for this individual. And there are people who are trying to make it so that the electors for a given state all fall for the person who wins the popular election. And this is badly incorrect because of essentially what it does, if you if this happens everywhere, if every state falls to this way of doing business, is suddenly there is really no electoral college because what's happening is the popular vote is winning the day. That's what's happening. There may be some variance there, but it's not going to be a huge amount. Uh, okay, so what is not uh, elect electoral uh, election fraud, right? I was going to say elector. I had to catch myself there. Uh, what is not election fraud? Foreign governments spending money to advertise for a given candidate is not election fraud, boys and girls. It's not. It's wrong. It's bad. But it's not election fraud. They are allowed to do that. People lying either for themselves or for others about who they are is not election fraud. It's wrong. It's bad. But it's not election fraud. Um, so and the point of all of this, as I've already said, is that even when the scope seems fairly small, if election fraud occurs, it's a bad thing. And like I say, we've sort of talked in this video about what is and what isn't election fraud. And we've also talked about the scope. That being said, it's getting time for me to wrap up for the day. So I'm going to do exactly that. I'm hoping that you're having a great Thursday. Uh, I hope that you, you're headed on the way to a good weekend. The news for me has become better as time has gone on, and I'm happy about that. We're still in the kind of dreary days of fall and moving very quickly into winter this year in my little region. Uh, like I say, I hope you're doing well. I hope everything is going well for you. And I should see you again, today being Thursday, the 29th of October, I should see you again on tomorrow, Friday, the 30th of October 2020. I hope you're having a good day. I hope your day continues to be good. I hope you're moving into a good weekend, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This video was recorded on Thursday, the 29th of October 2020. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's religion and politics. 
Thanks for checking out this video. Remember that you can like it on YouTube and you can give it a rumble on Rumble if you want to do that. Uh, I have channels on both YouTube and Rumble. They are the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels. You can subscribe to either one of those if you want to do so. Remember, if you subscribe on YouTube, you probably want to click the notification bell in order to be notified of new content. Um, if you want to see more from me, you can check me out on my blog. That's blogs.kpshubert.com, blogs.kpshubert.com. You can also see my Facebook page. That is uh, Kurtz Religion and Politics on Facebook. You can check out my Twitter, Twitter, uh, Parlor, and Minds.com accounts. My handle on all three of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. You can um, check out my podcast. The podcast is at podcasts.kpshubert.com. That's podcasts.kpshubert.com. And finally, you can check me out on Patreon. And if you want to support me, that's probably one of the better places that you can do that. I am Kurt's Religion and Politics there. Thanks again for checking out this video, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. You've just been listening to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurtz Religion and Politics. As I say at the intro, this is a uh, lightly edited audio from a video that I put on YouTube and Rumble that you can check out there. Uh, and I take out the pauses and so forth here, and it's basically the same content, except that you don't obviously get the video. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. Let me know if you have any com comments or whatever that you might want for me to, to get. Thanks for listening, and by all means, come back again tomorrow, and you'll almost certainly get another one of the Daily Summation Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.